the Voice of St. Louis original podcast. We've got everything you need to know to wrap up your week from the KMOX News team. Welcome into the St. Louis All Local. Our top local story on this Friday, July 14th, the latest census figures show St. Louisans are on the move. The latest figures from the U.S. Census Bureau shows between 2020 and 2022, both St. Louis City and County lost population. The city lost about 15,000 people. Interestingly, it was a ratio of about two to one of black residents leaving for each white resident. St. Louis County lost only about 1,800 blacks over the two years, but more than 15,600 white residents moved away. Where did they go? Well, not to St. Charles County, like you might think. They gained only 5,000 or so people there and were about evenly divided by race. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen gave unanimous approval today to a bill requiring a valid concealed weapons permit to openly carry a gun in the city. Alderman Brett Narayan says he's a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment. However, this in my opinion, is a bill to stop children from carrying guns in our city. And we've seen far too much violence from children carrying guns. You have to be at least 19 years old to get a concealed carry permit. Board Bill 29 still needs a final vote, but that's expected before the Alderman's summer recess. More victims of the so-called cleaning ad rapist could be out there. The Berkeley Police Department was the first to have a victim of 29-year-old Enrique White. There are three others stemming from dating apps where he would put an ad on there looking for a cleaner for his house. That's how he lured his victims. But prosecuting attorney Wesley Bell says there are more victims. I asked him, how do we know that? There, there are certain things that um, the that have been uncovered, uncovered in the investigation and considering the number of, of individuals, victims I should say, that are these cases are charged with, um, it, it, we think there's a strong possibility that there are more. No bond has been set for Enrique White, but we do know of one other victim in St. Charles County where he has been charged. KMOX's Stuart McMillan in Clayton. Recreational pot remains just as popular in Missouri as it did the first month when it was legalized. In June, legal marijuana sales topped $121 million, the fifth consecutive month. Revenues have gone higher than $100 million. Medical sales have dipped slightly, accounting for about 20% of sales in June. Analysts expect overall cannabis revenue to exceed $1.4 billion this year. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. Missouri continues to dry out. The latest U.S. drought monitor map shows an oval-like portion of central Missouri has reached exceptional drought status. That's the worst category for drought conditions. The exceptional area includes portions of Cole, Osage, and Johnson counties. Parts of southwest, western, central, southern, eastern, and northeast Missouri are dealing with extreme drought conditions. St. Louis and eastern St. Louis County are the only parts of the state not experiencing any drought. Scott Jagow, KMOX News. A Republican from Carthage near Joplin is the latest to jump into the race for Missouri State Treasurer. State Rep Cody Smith touts that southwest Missouri is highly Republican, but says he is familiar with other parts of the state, including St. Louis. I've spent more time up in your neck of the woods than you might think, and I've, I've worked with a lot of folks from the greater St. Louis area in my role as budget chairman over the years. 
and I've become familiar with the dynamic in the county and the city and, and some of the challenges that you all face there. He cites economic development and crime as two of those. Smith is challenging incumbent Republican Treasurer Vivek Malik of Wildwood. The KMOX business desk. Costco may be preparing to drop Bud Light. Some shoppers have pointed out that the, quote, Death Star has appeared on the price display above shelves stacked with Bud Light. According to the New York Post, an asterisk on the sign usually means Costco doesn't intend on restocking the item. Courtney Dunhope, Bloomberg Radio. Walking up to the Butler Brothers Warehouse. It's been a commanding presence in downtown West for 117 years, but for at least half that time, it's been of questionable use. Most of the building was historic warehouse, the Amazon or the Costco of the early 20th century. That's architect Joel Foose of Trivers, who's been overseeing the building's transformation into the Victor, 384 apartments with ground floor retail. So this was built in 1906, um, reinforced concrete, um, one of the largest structures at the time that was built. It had integrated sprinkler system, and so it became a very safe place to store a lot of goods. And built like a tank. Built like a tank. Over the years, developers have looked at it and passed. It was purchased a few years ago by another developer who decided they just couldn't make it work. Beauty and the difficulty of it was it's just the size of it. I mean, this is an entire city block spanning from 17th to 18th from Olive to Locust and 700,000 square feet plus. Our client, DSG, would say, you know, the two driving factors that they eventually looked at it were because of the soccer stadium and NGA and seeing that momentum really turn them on to why they thought this was going to be a worthwhile investment. There are definitely apartments with a soccer stadium view, an incredible rooftop, which includes a pool and great views of the soccer stadium, but unfortunately not the pitch. Yeah, so this will be, uh, this will be a pickleball court. Pickleball. Pickleball, yeah. Um, Pickleball on the rooftop. Pickleball on the rooftop. Awesome. Um, Pickleball would be a very modern touch on this old building that once stored goods to be transported all over the region. We can walk up the stairs here. um, And um, we expanded the courtyard. Uh, This was the main area where, at the time, horse-drawn carriages were bringing in goods from uh, Union Station. Booth says the sheer size of the warehouse allowed them to create more spacious apartments, parking for all residents, and an entire amenities floor, plus that rooftop. Pool room and lounge space and movie room and all that. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll step in here. Everything from the pet spas to the bike storage to the golf simulator to, you know, the fitness room, you, you name it. It's, it's probably got everything that you'd want here. So when, is, when will first people move in, did you say? So first residents moved in. Um, oh, people are living uh, here. Yeah, la- I think on June 30th or July 1st. Oh, wow. So, um, that feels very brave. I'm going to be the first one to yeah, move in there's, here. There's, I don't know if I can live in a 700,000 square foot building by myself. <laughs> We're glad that some people do. 
says the most important factor in transforming this giant property into a modern residence was historic tax credits. Because another developer once had plans for it, this project was grandfathered in. But now those tax credits are capped, which is unfortunate because Foos believes there is still much need and much demand for historic renovations like these. I think they offer something that new construction just doesn't offer. And um, it's almost the best of both worlds when you come into these because it has this this character and this uh, historic charm, if you will, that cannot be replicated in, you know, new construction. When people see these spaces, it just it just resonates with them. That's Joel Foos with Trivers at the Victor on Olive near City Park. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. Thank you for joining us this week. You can subscribe and stay up to date by searching for St. Louis All Local on your podcast app.